welcome to Homeowner AF, the Canadian first-time home buying podcast. I am your host, Brianna Goslin. I am a mortgage agent and an educator, and today you have me all to yourself. This is a solo episode, and we're going to be chatting about pre-approvals. We'll go through why you should get a pre-approval, what it does for you as a home buyer, what documents you're going to need, and how long it takes to be done. First time home buyer, it's Brianna here. You know I would not interrupt the podcast if it wasn't for something special. I know that most home buyers are trying to save up their down payment, and let's be honest, inflation makes it hard. If you want to step up and you want to get budgeting, then go ahead to BriannaGoslin.com and get your hands on my newest tool. It's a monthly budget tracker that's going to keep you on track throughout the holidays and beyond into 2024, saving up that down payment. So head to briannagoslin.com, grab my money tracker and start saving. So first things first, what is a pre-approval? What a pre-approval is, it's really for you and for your lender. What a pre-approval does for you is it gives you an idea of what your actual budget is. So a mortgage agent will talk to you about your down payment, about your employment, your income, and your debts. You're going to have a conversation about all of these things, probably the first time that you speak with that mortgage agent. So no, they're not being nosy. They're just getting to know you and your whole financial situation. The pre-approval is really where your home buying journey begins. If you're working with a realtor, likely the first thing that they'll tell you before showing you some homes that are a good fit for you is speak to a mortgage broker, speak to a mortgage agent, go get a solid pre-approval, then come back and we'll start looking at homes. This is to save both your budget and your feelings. We want to make sure that you're not falling in love with anything that is too far outside your budget. So what's the first step? Get in touch with a mortgage professional. You can text me, call me, DM me, send me an email, whichever works for you to get in contact, that's fine. All my information is in the show notes. Head there if you're ready. And if you're not, keep listening. So you're going to get a hold of me and then we're going to have what is called the discovery call. This is where you get to know me and I get to know you. I get to know your needs, your wants, your budget, your income, your credit, your debts, everything. It may feel a little bit invasive if you're not used to having these conversations, but your mortgage professional needs to know all these details down to how often you get paid, how much you get paid, and how many sick days you tend to take within the month. These are all important things that the lender is going to want to know when they eventually fund your mortgage. So let's talk about process. We've chatted about the discovery call. After you have a phone call or a Google meet with me, you will then fill out my online application. It's a super easy application. You input a bunch of details about your income, where you've lived in the last couple years, as well as any debts or assets that you may have. And then you send that on through securely to me. Once you have filled out your application, I will request a bunch of documents. The reason that I do request these is so that I can validate the information that you put in your application. 
We want the lender to know that this is an airtight pre-approval, that we have all the documents and that I can speak to your situation should there be any questions. Once I've received the documents and validated them, I review the application with you. We make sure that all our T's are crossed, all our I's are dotted, and I send that into our preferred lender so that we can get a pre-approval letter issued and also a rate hold. Now, rate holds vary from 90 to 120 days. Why do I mention a rate hold? Well, in an increasing rate environment, it's important to secure the best interest rate possible for the mortgage that is appropriate for you. Does that mean that you will be eligible for the absolute lowest rate on the market? It might not. And that's something you need to keep in mind as a first time home buyer is that you will hear a lot about interest rates and you'll hear a lot about what is a good rate and what is a bad rate. Now, I hate to break it to you, but the reality is, is that rate fluctuates and it changes over the life of your mortgage. The amount that you've purchased the home for and the amount that you are qualified for is what is really important. So ensure that you've done a thorough pre-approval with your mortgage professional and make a sound financial decision by not over leveraging yourself regardless of interest rate. Now, part of a sound pre-approval, of course, is the documents. So here's what to expect. If you are going into the pre-approval process, this is what you will likely be asked for. Everybody needs to submit photo ID to ensure that there is no fraud going on here. We need proof of employment. And if you are a salaried employee, this looks like a job letter, pay stubs. And if you are not, if you own your own business, then I'll ask for articles of incorporation or your business license. You'll also want to have handy two years of tax filings, whether those are T4s, T1 generals, or something else. I'll also ask you for proof of down payment. This is because the down payment requirements for different mortgages need to be satisfied. So I'll ask for three months of bank statements showing me that you do have the down payment and closing costs for your purchase price in your bank account. Lastly, I will pull credit. This won't be a derogatory hit to your credit because it is only one credit pull and the lender will need to see what is on your credit bureau report. This is also a great time to ensure that there is no fraud on your credit bureau report and your mortgage agent or professional that you're working with can ensure that there are no extra trade lines and that everything is as it should be on your credit report. This is very important. All right, your application is done. Your documents are validated. The lender has given you your rate hold and has issued your pre-approval letter. Now what? <laughs> the fun step is to get shopping. So you contact your realtor, you say, hey, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so, I have my pre-approval letter. This is my maximum purchase price. Let's go look at all of the properties under the sun at this maximum amount. Yes? No, do not look at properties only at your maximum purchase price. You want to look at properties that are in and around your budget. And if you can leave some wiggle room for renovations, 
for a financial buffer, for an emergency fund, then that is always recommended. Now, when you are looking at these properties, I always say that you should have a condition of financing in an offer that you put in for a property. This means that you will have a couple days to secure financing with the lender. Now you're gonna ask, Brianna, I thought I had a pre-approval. I thought I was good for it. Yes, on paper you are good for it, but you must fulfill the conditions of the agreement. That means that the lender will look at you, the lender will look at the property, the lender may request further documentation to ensure that it is a good risk for them to lend this very large amount of money to you. So as a first-time home buyer, yes, I always advise that you should be getting a condition of financing on your offer. Another way to safeguard yourself when you are shopping for properties is to request that your realtor sends your mortgage professional the MLS listing before you go and look at the property. This can account for things like rental income, maybe if it's a rural property, you may be able to source a lender that will be comfortable lending on that property, maybe it has well and septic, and you can also ensure that this falls well within your budget. Things like property taxes and condo fees can often uh, throw a transaction off the rails if they are not accounted for. So ensure that your real estate professionals are working with your finance professionals so that you can get into the best property possible for your first home purchase. The last little piece of advice that I would like to impart in this very short but sweet podcast is that you should be communicating with your mortgage professional ongoing consistently throughout the entire process. I do check in with my clients about once every two weeks when they are out house hunting and so many great conversations have come up from those little check-ins. Like, hey Brianna, can I qualify for more if I have a rental property? Hey Brianna, rates have lowered, can I maybe qualify for more? And the answer is Yes, if the rates go down, then you tend to be able to qualify for more mortgage. So that is something to stay on top of with your mortgage professional. Regardless of where you are in the home buying journey, I wish you luck and I welcome your questions and I urge you to start the process. Whether you are two years out or two months out from your first property purchase, it's important that you have the steps in place to be successful, especially right now and as i'm recording this it's the end of november 2023 and things are tough for first-time home buyers but purchasing your first home is possible ask my clients ask me i'd love to chat with you if you are keen to start your home buying journey then go ahead and connect with me all of my information is in the show notes i can't wait to hear from you and support you through this whole process head to my instagram brianna goslin mortgages you'll find a lot of actionable tips for home buyers and if you'd like to go and binge the podcast there's lots on season one and upcoming season two you'll have the whole home buying process laid out for you.